The Poetic Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Poetic Podcast with me, Jay Rosanna. In this episode, we will be exploring the uplifting universe of poet and storyteller, Daniel Kay. Hello, welcome back. Today we are on Zoom in the wonderful company of poet and storyteller Daniel Kay, who for me manages to find humour and make me smile whilst telling such powerful poems and stories. Before we jump in, let's listen to Daniel reading one of his short stories, Ghostface of Edvard Munch, Part 1. The full video and Part 2 are both available on YouTube and the links will be in the description. I followed the trail my two friends led. The chilling breeze strayed over the path. Like a lost ghost wandering. The setting sun brought forth the red of every wintry hearth, shed blood into the darkening fjord, as water dissolved all embers of the bleeding sky. It was a battle cry to the impending night, a prelude to a world gone awry. Then the wind veered. It carried the scent of melancholy. That drifted its way into your bosom and stirred my sorrows within. On the bridge I stood lifelessly, like a withered tree, frozen on the deserted road. I could feel a force under my feet, pulling me towards a city licked by tongues of fire, towards the abyssal depths of the valley. Someone familiar is approaching. Someone familiar is approaching. I turned and saw my grim reaper's arrival. It was a hooded shadow, crunching dead leaves beneath his feet. His heavy tread echoed amidst the cold. His hand held a weapon, his face shrouded by a screaming mask. His mind, within it I heard the whispers of the phantoms of my past. My friends walked on, while I remained behind, shivering in front of the dark side of me. My face began to twist like the mask of his face, and cried out nature's greatest scream. I have been fortunate to meet Daniel a number of times on the poetry scene around the West Midlands in the UK, and he often makes me laugh with his uplifting poetry whilst at the same time really making me think. I'm excited about this chat with Daniel, so let's jump right in. Daniel Kay, lovely to chat with you. How are you? I'm good, I'm Jay. How are you? I'm fabulous, thank you. Now, we're doing this over Zoom today. We usually do this kind of thing in coffee shops because I love a coffee shop. I was wondering if we were in a coffee shop, Daniel, what would be your choice of beverage? And do you like cake? Because I noticed that you say on your um, bio that you're vegan as well. So how does that work? I love chamomile tea. It's so warming. And I love hot chocolate with soy milk. I like vegan cake. They all sound fabulous to me, Daniel. Wish I had some cake right now. So, Daniel, for people who are unfamiliar with you, uh, let's introduce you to everyone. Can you tell us a little bit about you and where you're from? I'm Daniel. I'm an author and spoken word artist who plays power chair football from now Leicestershire. Power chair football. Do you play in a league? Do you play in a team? Do you play just for fun? 
I play for Villa Rockets. We are in the National League, which is held every month in Nottingham. And I play in regionals in Birmingham. And what position do you play, Daniel? What's your favourite position to play? Because it's for a side, you end up having to play everywhere, but I like either in the middle or on the wings. That sounds awesome. When you're not playing football, you're writing poetry and you're writing short stories. When did you start being interested in poetry? And when did you start writing it? I've always been interested in how people thought of lines in songs and comedy, but I started writing in 2017, which is the year I stopped drinking. So from then, I just started typing, and that's one of the things that helped. And from what I understand, you're not just... Because I only know you from writing poetry, but I believe you write short stories and other things too? Yes, I write short stories, articles and podcast scripts. I could do with someone writing scripts for my podcast, Daniel. I actually listened to one of your short stories earlier. It, what was it called? It was called The Ghost Face of Edward Munch, part one and part two. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That's a very, it's a very spooky and um, dramatic story that you're telling there on YouTube. That came from an idea in a workshop. My sister actually held the workshop and the theme was connections. And I thought, I like the screen painting, and I like the screen films. I wonder if I could get the two together. There's a couple of parts on YouTube, so are you just taking the parts as they come? Do you have a plan for that story? How are you moving that story forwards? I haven't planned on there being another part, because I didn't think people would want that. But now you've said it, I'll have to have a think. Do you know, I was trying to remember when we first met, and I know I've met you a couple of times in person now. I met you at Coventry, and then I met you at Worcester um, when we were both at poetry events. But I think we met online first, didn't we? We didn't. Did we meet in person first? Remind me, Daniel. I can't remember. My, my brain is so addled these days. I first saw you at the Glee Club by Birmingham. Lee Club, of course. Did you see me fluff up my opening line? While I was about to talk, Joelle Taylor came creeping on at the back and she just looked at me and she went like that. Shush. And she completely put me off my stride and I had to start again, Daniel. And I was just like, I was nervous as it was. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. But that was a good night, wasn't it? I really enjoyed that night. So have you been there before? Have you been there since? Because I know you have. I thought about going again. It's quite a long way to travel, isn't it? And then they put your name in a hat if you're going to get a two-minute spot. I tried to go again, but I think I wasn't well. Yeah, I'll use that excuse as well next time, Daniel. Don't worry. And then I think I've seen you. I'd seen you online, and I think we connected first online. I, I was trying to remember. I remember we were at Fire and Dust and then we were at something in Worcester. But I, I'm pretty sure we, we had a back and forth chat online. So I've completely struck with your poetry. I think it was Word Stafford. Yeah, it could be. Probably like you, I've been doing a lot of online events. And after a while, they sort of all merge together, don't they? So you can't remember. Some people, you know, are very organised and they keep a list of everywhere they've been and what they've read. I don't do any of that. When you go to events, do you normally have like a set that you're going to do? Or like me, do you just make it up on the day? I normally write my set on the day, 
just in case something happens and I can make a joke of it. I don't blame you. I'm terrible for changing my set just as I'm about to go on. And I'm just suddenly going, oh, no, what's going on? Yeah, so I've seen you online uh, a few times now and met you in person. And I think for me, there's there's a brightness to you. And I think you lift people in your poetry, if you don't mind me saying that, because some of your poetry has like a, a raw honesty that I think sometimes people describe my poetry as. But you always take a hopeful outlook, whereas mine just rapidly falls off a hill. Sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you've always had a bit of humour or levity to yours. So, so, you know, we're going with you and all of a sudden we can breathe back. I think your poetry is amazing. But with my poetry, I try and make people think. Hopefully it will get better. It's very good. And you know that, Daniel. You're putting yourself down a little bit there. You know, because I've sat in front of you and I've seen you look at me and you've made me laugh in some of the darkest poetry. And what, and I'm thinking actually guilty. Why am I laughing? It's just like, because you just suddenly throw some humour in there that my brain's just not ready for. And you know you do that, Daniel. <laughs> To give people an idea of the kind of poetry that you do and then to move on to talk about your poetry influences, do you have a, a poem that you could share with us? I'm going to read this poem. It's called If You Judge Me, You Judge Yourself, and it's about how we need to stop judging each other because we're all human. We all make mistakes and we all deserve to be treated with respect. If you judge me, you judge yourself, for we are one and the same. We are made of the same stuff, the same love, the same hate, the same fears, the same dreams. So when you judge me, you judge yourself, and you see all your flaws. If you judge me, you judge yourself. For we are one and the same. We are made of the same dust. And we will return to it one day. So before you cast your stone, take a look at your own life. And see if it's really as perfect as you make it out to be. If you judge me, you judge yourself. For we are one and the same. We are two sides of the same coin. You can't have one without the other. We all have our flaws and our secrets. But that doesn't make us any less worthy of love and compassion. So the next time you're tempted to judge, remember that you're only judging yourself. And ask yourself if you're really ready to see your own faults and shortcomings. We are all human, after all, and we all deserve to be loved, just as we are. So if you judge me, you judge yourself. Thank you. See, that's what I like about your poetry, is it makes me, it makes me stop and think. It doesn't preach in any way. It's that raw honesty, isn't it? It's just like, is that a new one of yours? Is that a relatively new one of yours? It is new. thought it was. It didn't actually start out as that, but I like it. I like it too, Daniel. I've got your book in front of me. Uh, I bought your book, Daniel. Now, I don't know if the world knows that you've got a book out there. And your book is called View from a Wheelchair. I think that was from 2020. There's some very interesting poems in there, Daniel. So I'm thinking, what was the inspiration for that? My poetry has changed since then. The inspiration, just my thoughts on what happened in my life up till then. I'm writing another one, and hopefully that'll be done soon. And does your new one have a theme that pulls it together? Or can you? is there anything that you can share about your new one? I'm going to get it out of you, Daniel. 
got a feather, I'll come and tickle your toes <laughs> till you told me. I know you'll get it out of me. It's more about disability, discrimination, and other things that I've learned now. Do you read a lot of poetry, Daniel? I listen to poetry on YouTube. Does that count? If that's my channel, then yeah, that definitely counts. <laughs> Let's talk about YouTube. So you're on YouTube now, and you're quite active on social media. I see that you've got a Facebook group as well. Tell me about that. What inspired you to go put your poetry on YouTube? I'm a slow reader, so listening is better for me. And I like poems with music. So that's why I started putting it on YouTube. And the Facebook group is because I feel all art. Every art form should be accessible to everyone. Yeah, I think I feel the same, Daniel. And am I right in thinking that you compose your own music to some of your videos? Yeah, I make my own music. I wish I could make my own music, Daniel. Very hard to find just the right thing to go with your poems. So I really take my hat off to you if you're able to compose your own, because I can't, I'm, I'm completely tone deaf. I wouldn't know a good tune if I, if I heard one. So one minute you're sitting there and you think, I'm going to write some poetry. You probably share it like I do. You probably share it with people around you and they're all being really kind. At what point did you decide, Daniel, to start performing your poetry at spoken word events? I'm very self-critical, and it was my family who said that it was good. I went to my first event in 2019, but I started performing in 2020, I know, the dreaded year. And the more I did it, the more I wanted to do it. I think I'm on the same timeline, Daniel. I think I think that's... I started just before lockdown. I did a little performance in 2020, and it was mostly in 2021 that I really, really started doing some performance work. So I think we're on a similar timeline. Isn't that funny how we managed to bump into each other? And what do you prefer? Do you prefer online events or do you prefer in-person events? It depends on the season. So now, in the winter, I prefer online. That's a very good answer. I don't blame you at all. I could just see me like sliding down the road in Worcester. There's a lot of downhill slopes. Is there a favourite venue that you like to go to regularly where people could come and see you? I like fire and dust in Coventry and words Stafford in Stafford. And there's one in Walsall called Spoke in the Land. But I'm actually going to start hosting my own events next year by where I live. So will that be an in-person event or will that be an online event? In person. I've found a great venue. So tell me about the venue, or what you can tell me about the venue. It's by Bosworth. It holds about 80 people, and when I saw it, I thought, this is the one. But I didn't want to look too keen. Also, that's really exciting. So presumably you're going to be brushing up on your hosting skills. You get, Have you got your one-liners ready to like captivate the audience? I'm sure you have. I bet you've been writing it already, haven't you? What's your vision, Daniel, for it? My vision? I wear glasses. <laughs> I think it will be a monthly event, and I'm hoping it will be open mic with a special guest. And yes, I will be asking you. Did you see that I was subtly putting the, the hint into the conversation there? I'll get my people to talk to your people, Daniel. <laughs> 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 see, let's see how that works. Listen, I've got, you know, I've got a book out now, so like you have, so I'm just every opportunity I've got, I'm just completely putting it in front of people, just going, here you go, here you go. Let's talk about the writing process for you, Daniel. Is there a message to your poetry? 
that sort of brings all your poetry together? Or do you just write about what you feel at the time? So where have you come from and where are you at with your poetry? It's about what I feel, and I've changed since I've started. So obviously my themes will change. But I do think, especially when I write about my cerebral palsy, does it explain it clearly? Because if I can explain it, then we'll have less ignorance, for want of a better word. Yeah, I totally hear you with that, Daniel. I suppose, is it about making it an everyday conversation, which is the kind of thing that I do in my particular circumstance? Sometimes we've got to say, sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's happy, and you just go, roll with it. You, you just roll with it, don't we? But it certainly doesn't stop you, does it? So I think you described it as an enabler in your life. And I've heard you described as a man of passion. A man of passion, Daniel. Tell us about your passion. What is your passion? What gets you out of bed in the morning? And what takes you to bed at night, Daniel? And if I'm being cheeky, just tell me. (laughs) (laughs) And keep it clean, please. (laughs) You don't want to know what puts me to bed at night. But my passion is equality. Everyone getting an equal opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to know, really, what puts you to bed at night, Daniel. So what does Christmas look like in the Daniel K household? Just as chaotic as any other day, but with Christmas decorations. There's five of us. Two dogs. I think five hens and a cockle. Lord knows how many rabbits. We like to rescue animals. So that's a lovely thing to do. But the important question that I need to know, Daniel... Are you a sprout man or a non-sprout man on your Christmas lunch? Sprout, always. How can you not like sprouts? I'm definitely a sprout girl. Do you love my sprouts? Although I end up I end up having loads. My kids aren't a big fan of sprouts, so I end up having loads. You certainly wouldn't want to sit next to me on Boxing Day, Daniel. <laughs> so would you be all right reading us another one of your beautiful poems? Yeah. This is called Living in a Multicultural Land, and it's about how we should celebrate Britain being multicultural. Because Britain and Ireland have the potential to be one of the most diverse places, if the people in power actually realise it. Britain is a land of many cultures, a melting pot of races and religions. A place where people from all over the world come together to live and work and play. There's so much to see and do in Britain. So many different places to explore. From the bustling city streets to the stunning countryside. There's something for everyone in this great nation. Britain is a truly multicultural society. A place where everyone is welcome. No matter what your background or beliefs. You'll find a place to call home here in Britain. People of Britain should be happy. Living in a multicultural land, where different cultures come together and create a beautiful tapestry. There's so much to be proud of. In the land that we call home, we should celebrate our differences and the fact that we all belong. So let's come together and rejoice in the many colors of our lives and show the world that despite our troubles, we can still be a united kingdom. Thank you. Oh, that's beautiful, Daniel. And for me, that sort of embodies your poetry really well because there's always a hopeful, uplifted message in your poetry. I often say, like with poetry, 
you know, um, you do you, love. Do you know what I mean? So you do you. Be the best you that you can be. And I think you do that. You absolutely do that in bucket loads, don't you? You absolutely do that in bucket loads and you deliver really, really well. We can only be ourselves. That's all we can hope for, Daniel. <laughs> That's all we can hope for while we're eating our sprouts on Christmas dinner. <laughs> Where can people find you online, Daniel? I'm on Facebook as I'm Daniel K. All my page is DK4Poetry. And it's also my Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Brilliant. And you're also on Amazon, aren't you? With your book, View from a Wheelchair. Let's not forget that one. I'll, I will put the links to, to your book in the description of the podcast. And if anyone head into your channel via YouTube, and this will give you an idea of, of Daniel's poetry about how it lifts you up. The poems that I listened to earlier, uh, Live in the Moment, Born with Everything, My Sanctuary, I Found My Home and Master of Your Own Energy. But for me, they kind of show the hopefulness in the poetry that you write. They're older. I say older. About a year old. But I do try and make people smile. So thank you. What are your hopes and dreams for your poetry, Daniel? I just hope that people can find comfort and that they help people. That's all I want. Daniel Kay, it was lovely chatting with you today. It was lovely chatting with you too. You always put a smile on my face. That was a really lovely chat. How was it for you? Was it all right? Really good, thanks. <laughs> I had a right laugh. As you've heard, Daniel is a passionate writer and storyteller. He describes himself on his website, dk4poetry.com, as a curious writer who loves exploring different themes and ideas. Let's finish with Daniel reading one of his own poems, Lost Between the Chords. Under the halo and limelights sits the protagonist of the night, calm and composed, secluded from the crowd, while my fingers travel between black and white. The mastery of tones and tunes, the beat that causes your body to waver, the ups and downs of your emotions, all controlled by the tip of my fingers. I invite the lounge to my instrumental incantation, with an offbeat chord to your surprise, followed by some soft, soothing riffs to catch the attention of your eyes. A major chord to lift your spirit. A minor chord to lure your sentiments. Notes dotted with a harmonic twist. Rest lingered in enthralling enchantment. Then the beat starts to kick in. I become the harbinger of the rhythm in the air. The steady tempo of my improvisation, defined by the sound of the toms and snare. At the impact of the pedal and kick, I play another dissonant chord. A clash between the notes, the metal, a mark in your auditory senses that leaves you in awe. In the end I found myself, gently swaying to the catchy beat. My fingers have become unbidden, playing the mesmerizing tune on repeat. I no longer hear the distant chatter of the crowd, pay no heed to the ovation for the person under the limelight. They have long been shrouded away. From where I lost myself tonight,
And with that, thank you so much for joining me on this poetic podcast. You can find my poetry videos on YouTube and TikTok if you search for me, J. Rose Anna, and I do hope you will join me here again. My name is J. Rose Anna, and this has been The Poetic Podcast. 